Hello and welcome to Shite and Sound, the podcast where two comedians watch one of the masterpieces of world cinema and then follow it up with a critically reviled film that is similar in some way. Maybe they share themes, plot, actors or director. We want to see if counterpointing these two films can bring out some new information or insights. On this episode we watched number 11 on the Sight and Sound list, The Passion of Joan of Arc, Carl Theodore Dreyer's silent masterpiece of close-ups on the greatest face in movies. Our second film this week is Witchfinder General, starring Vincent Price as 17th century England's first openly gay American witch hunter. And so, and so, okay. Hello, uh, hey Finn, how you go? So, I'm sorry. Hello, film. Yep, as you insist on calling me. <laughs> film sound, Nicholas. Eventually, we'll, we'll replace my last name as well, like a ship of Theseus. <laughs> yeah. And you like to ask a question can this man still reasonably be understood to be Finn Nicholas? And the answer is yes, because change isn't inherently death. You ca- you're not genuine. <laughs> Come on, one of the most profound things I've ever said <laughs> without thinking about it first. Uh, no, like, I want to make this into, like, a meme experiment. Like, what is survival of the fittest in terms of memes? In the way that I just, one episode a year ago, I was like, it will be funny if I force Finn to do this in the format of a morning zoo, yep. the worst fails of cinema thing. And, of course, when you do that, I, I said, I'm Yutha Shai, and you said, I'm F- Finn San Nicholas. And I want to see where it ends up. Yeah, when when we are start surgically replacing parts of our bodies, you know? Yeah. How deep does the law go? Crimes of the future in cinemas soon. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about the recommendation dungeon in a very long time. Have we locked someone up down there, or is it just a quiet place style explanation of the plot diagram wall? Oh, oh yeah. I I forgot that segment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> and how it got on, on the like first two episodes, we had a segment where 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 we would like pitch a bad segment idea. Yeah, yeah but we kind of realised that both of those are the whole show. <laughs> we were just they just expanded like uh, the blob in um, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yeah, when. Ditto is pretending to be the woman with the Psyduck. Yeah, yeah um, she... the lead from Freaky. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The body swap slasher. Yeah, um, who's good in both. Yeah, um, uh, Catherine Newton. Newton? Catherine yeah, yeah, Newton, she's yeah. one of the Catherines. Um, it's the way. Why Catherine? Because do you know? But do you know what the popular girl's name is now? Uh, 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 Bray teaches an all-girls skill. And there, there, there's always a name every generation where there's two or three in every yeah. class. Do you know what it currently is? It's Isabella. Ah. Because, do the maths, Twilight. Mm. So pretty soon we're going to be have to dealing with a lot of Arya's and Daenerys's, right? Yeah. I think it's good, It does though. seem like we dodged a wave of Hermione's 
it's, it's, it seems like we didn't get too many of those. But that is because the people who really take the Wizarding World or took the Wizarding World to heart mm. because are, are all, are all anti natalists yeah kind of they're all like the 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 smart concerned people who are like is it good to bring a child into the world even though we i think we might see a lot from now on because i i think and as much as people in retrospect are going to be like it's because jk rowling did the turf shit Mm -hmm. but the majority of the public heartbreakingly and horrifyingly do not care about that issue. Uh, yeah. The thing that is going to kill it now is how bad Secrets of Dumbledore is. Because, like, uh, fucking Curse of Grindelwald, or whatever the second uh, one was. The Crimes of Grindelwald. That's right. Ha- at least had some good, like, it, there were some bits that looked cool. Mm. Secrets of Dumbledore is like a... Tr- is like a you know when you drive, when you're in a car, Finn, or when you drive past the scene of an accident? Sure. And you see, like, one car doesn't have a front, one has no doors, and there's a motorcycle that's now in halves, and you're like, how did this happen? That's what Secrets of Dumbledore is like. Yeah. It's, it's so, it is franchise-killingly terrible. The, the last four times I've, I've, I've the, the last four times I've opened my Letterbox app, each time a different person that I follow has watched Crimes of Dumbledore and uh, Secrets of Dumbledore and rated it one star. It, it is. It's bu- like it's. It is. It is. Yeah. No. It, the, the, it, every the, part of it is wrong. The fact that it is in focus uh, uh, is is surprising. Mads is good, but that is because he could sell butter to a vegan cow. Um, it is. It's anyway. Speaking of tales of possibly superpowered young people facing the prejudice of judicial systems. Let's talk about which finder general. Yeah, I no. knew you were going to do that. Why didn't you stop me? You know, sometimes I just have to let you dig your own grave. I've never had to do that, though. Yeah? What's, 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 what's that shovel doing in the corner? I, yeah, I'm yet to do it. It's covered, it's covered, you for it's covered in dirt. Oh yeah, that's because everyone else has been digging their own graves. But oh, I'm, you, you, I'm, you, 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 you were just letting Brian get his done first. No, it's studying technique. I want to, I want to dig the best grave. So I'm graciously, quote unquote, letting everyone else go first, oh. so that I can see how they fuck up. And then you can do it perfectly, and you'll dig a bunch of graves just around around the property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then, you know, someone will write a Wikipedia article yeah. on, on hobby grave digging. I wish I was going to do that, but like digging around here is the mistake they're all making. When they're like, when you're digging your own grave, and you know you're going to do the standard thing, just lie down on it and wait to die. Yeah, uh, and then just hope it fills up with like water, and which kind of melts you. Yeah. Uh, uh, returns you to nature. Like and drag me to hell, where she where she <laughs> digs up that grave and it fills with water. Uh, uh, so I oh, could do that. Scene. What? What a good scene. Yeah, that's what you could say about every other scene in Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. And then every other scene, you're like, do we need it, Sam? <laughs> anyway, there's just a lot of gaps. Sure, but there's also a lot of vomiting. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, at least Sam Raimi didn't Del Toro and be like, okay... 
I love my filler material, the bit between all my jaw-dropping spectacle. I'm going to make a whole film of the filler material, and it will go down nightmarily. Nightmarily. Anyway, uh, I'm going to dig at the beach because then the water will come quicker. Ah. And then, like, most like going to do it in summer, quite, uh, 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 you know, at the beginning of the evening, so I got the whole night to dissolve and just really put a young toddler into therapy in the morning. So, uh, Carl Theodore Drummond... Uh, sorry, <laughs> way back. Well, this is what I was doing. Hello, my name <laughs> is Yutha Shite. And I am Film Sound Nicholas. <laughs> Uh, uh, as you heard in Finn's intro, which was either 10 or minutes or two seconds ago, depending on editorial decision making. Yeah. Um, this week, we watched uh, Carl Theodore Dreyer's The Passion of Joan of Arc. Yes. Or Jean d'Arc. I'm never sure which way to go on that, but that's. I think, m- I think just go English with it. But I just hate, like, Joan just feels like such a neg. Jean, hmm. as a girl's name, has a long and glorious history. And it is kind of encapsulated when, in, in the opening scene of The Passion of Jean d'Arc, <laughs> Joan of Arc, um, which is a. 25 minute long court scene yeah yeah it's i i remember because i needed to pee um uh, uh, i I went to the bathroom i went to cut some mango and and i paused it we were still in the court scene and we were at 20 minutes it's least longer than that um someone is uh uh, when they're when dry is really emphasizing her youth and they're like, how old are you now, 19, and what do people call you? And she says, uh, uh, in French, she says, Jeanette, you know, like mm. young Jean. Yeah. And what it is, the subtitles translate it to is Joni. <laughs> like, Joni loves Tchotchke. Mm. That's why I don't like Joan. It's just Tchotchke. Well, yeah. oh, right, yeah, Tchotchke is like yeah. like Violet Tchotchke. Like, like, part of not liking Joan especially on this film, is that, of course, to me, Joan is an old lady name. Sure. Even though that is just time. Cusack. Yeah, but that's an... Her use of the name feels (laughs) ironic. (laughs) But, like, you know what I mean? And and what is the name of this actress? It is kind of hard to tell. For, like, a very long time when people talked about her, I would always hear her refer to as Maria Falconetti. That's how... I've heard her referred to. Yeah. On Letterboxd, her, her, her name is Maria Falconetti. But then when you go into her bio on Letterboxd, her name is Renee Jean Falconetti. Maybe Maria was a stage name or something. But uh, she was only in two films. One is this and one... One was in like 1917. Uh, uh, oh, way before. She was just like a like French amateur theatre actress. Well, she was... She had trained in acting or something like... It, it's like... Uh, 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 the worst person in the world, Renata Surname, who had like Reinsver, Ryan, Ryan, yeah, who uh, I don't, uh, who, you know, we'll be talking about at the end of the year. Uh, uh, no, no, <laughs> even if you don't want to, I've what, got it. What, 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 why do I not want to? I, I don't know that. Like, I like uh, that movie. It's a good performance. Oh, uh, oh no, it's just the worst person in the world is like Rose Matafeo's comedy to me, in that when you see it. 
it speaks so directly to me and my interests and like my experience of the world that cartoon characters with visible buttholes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, well and it's noticing all these things that i feel like i only i've noticed or only i've and like micro emotions i'm not calling myself deeper than everyone else and while appreciating that and being like fuck I get this so hard. Hmm. Unfortunately, I can't... This is so specific, this will never succeed. Do you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. This will, the, and then realising that both... <laughs> that the magic of both Rose Matafeo and the worst person in the world is that they make everyone feel like that, right? Mm, yeah. Anyway, so that's why I'm I'm kind of expecting you... I'm, I keep assuming you don't like it. Um but, but Maria Falconetti in this film, apart from looking comically young, uh, uh, really driving home the youth of her, is giving, uh, yeah, okay, best acting performances ever. Top top of the line. Mm. Uh, Maria Falconetti. Yeah. Well, well, well yeah, I, 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 was, I was thinking as I was watching this, yeah. and like this is a thing I thought like last time I, I saw this a few years ago. Almost every performance in a film that I'm like, that's one of that's one of my all-timers yeah feels like either you know like consciously or unconsciously it is drawing on this cheryl lee in twin peaks firewalk for me or isabella johnny in possession yeah or like anna paquin and margaret these just like like giant outsized expressions of like usually female like terror and trauma and fear well and it is all and even if they are not in a lot of the, the cases you just cited they're definitely direct references yeah but but in other cases they are references to things that are references to this yeah they are references uh uh to like the uh, the abject horror in Hitchcock films, like think of Janet Lee's face yes, in yeah. that thing, or or Tippi Hedren's face as as the birds come for her, or uh, uh, God De Palma, uh, Carpenter, right? Like what uh, the panic that takes over Laurie Strode in 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 Halloween, and they all connect back to this of just like a performance just pointing a camera at someone with their eyes so wide their lips so trembling yeah the like way that dryer shoots her yeah again feels like every director who does good close-ups feels like they're stealing from this like like, like over the last few days since since, since like ray liotta died people have been you know posting a lot of like like pictures of ray liotta yeah and like obviously one of the big ones is 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 that like is that close-up from from something wild as as he is dying and like and and like like that that image of ray liotta's face feels like like feel feels so connected to this and like and the, 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 the like the, the way that Bergman shoots faces the like way that Demi shoots faces in other in other movies yeah. like if, if, if every single director who I think is like a great like close up director yeah like f- feels like they're taking from this but even uh, even outside of fiction like Errol Morris mm. a, a, as a director's aesthetic uh, doesn't exist outside of this and and especially because you know this film is credited with inventing lots of things or and it is as in every case of that happening they did not invent them they just uh uh, combined them 
for the first time successfully into the medium. And one of those, and I think it's real innovation beyond just being incredibly good and having one of the top five acting performances of all time, you know, Falconetti, Thulis in in Naked, Uh, Sally Hawkins in Happy Go Lucky, I'll Have Two Mike Lees, Uh, 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 of course... uh, Adele Hainault, stroke and know me surname Milan Milan in in portrait and I'm gonna say Isabella Gianni Isabella Gianni and sixth and happy to be sixth is Ben Wishaw as Paddington (laughs) and yeah right like oh god anyway I don't want to talk about how much I love Paddington we do that enough (laughs) To me, passion of Joan of Arc's real innovation is understanding how, like, all these... This is full of incredible Dutch angles and incredible compositions, right? But it's the first time that... And we have seen those used for storytelling all the way back to that train coming to kill me in the cinema. But in this is, like, understanding how those... Uh, uh, portraits of people just a face in the middle of a shot or two faces next to each other that you were talking about feel so much more powerful because they are surrounded by much more dynamic mm. it, it is it is yeah, eisenstein's I, I, theory of montage applied much more to composition than cutting yeah i i was i was like shocked by by like yeah, because I I I I I I I I'd seen this before, but but I, but I it was my first time. Just like, uh, just I, for the record, I'd forgotten how dynamic the camera is in this. Like Potemkin, almost every shot you're like, I have not seen like you just don't even masters of using the camera, mm. Keaton and Chaplin, don't give angles like this and these yeah. are the things that like well, and, pain and, is credited with yeah and, yeah and, and, and like the like amount of like tracking shots and stuff in this yeah like it feels feels so strange for, for a movie from 1928 well even and, and, just and, breaking up people across frames crisscrossing yeah. frames things that feel like violations you know and, and 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 feels so weird like knowing where dry would go in his career yeah where, 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 where he becomes so static which is like what is associated with silent Film. Yeah, and but they but to the same end, right? No, no, sure, yeah. Because I was so ready. Again, yeah, my prior experience of Dreyer being uh, uh, loving Gertrude. Gertrude, maybe if I was writing a list for 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 the twenty twenty two poll, if you're listening, the BFI, maybe you could have two extra ballots, right? Yeah, why not? Maybe maybe I'll be able to get you know Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning onto the list. I would put Gertrude on that list. Yeah, I think I think. Like, I think Gertrude and Persona have to be on that list to be like this European film at a, of of the first half of this century at its most excellent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? With with long a long deep apologetic kiss to to Fellini, uh, um, Gertrude have to be an Orday, which I really appreciate and but don't love. And I was so ready for this to feel so different because it looks so different, but it feels the same. It is still filled with this holy awe, right? Yeah. Because they're all about religion or belief, and they're all about like making films that feel like they manifest that, right? Do well, do you do you think this film, like, how do you feel about this film's expression of Jones' uh, belief? 
my like letterbox review the last time I watched this. Feel I feel in some ways like this is the 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 like nineteen twenties version of God's Not Dead, a supposedly Christian work of art which makes Christianity seem so awful and unappealing. I, uh, the villains of this are the church persecuting and then killing uh, uh, this poor. Uh, not defenseless child she's not defenseless because so much of the power of her performance is to coin a phrase like the fire in her eyes yeah and how like the most heartbreaking point of the film is of course when they've tortured her so badly that she's like yeah you fuck you you're right i did i was fucking talking it was to the fucking devil fucking i confess please don't kill me making it of course a shockingly modern film when it comes to modern confessions in law enforcement um but then almost immediately the next scene she's borderline hysterical being like i was fucking lying i can't have said that and and to me it becomes about like faith right like the concept of faith in that there is faith where you are like i believe in this thing and it will guide me and i will use this belief as as a uh, uh, as a compass uh, as a lens through which to live well do you know what i mean and and, and that's what i generally think of people who use uh, a religion to tell the story of their lives uh, i think that's good and i think that's what joan is doing in this is being like having to stick to her ideals which she sees as her christian faith whereas what the church is doing is using their faith as like a cudgel right and sure, they are yeah. going uh, uh, faith uh, what joan is doing is looking through christianity to be like how can this help me interact with the world how can it help me kill the english yeah <laughs> no but but within within passion yeah, of yeah. joan of arc uh, and the 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 church that many wrinkled face men in incredibly composed group shots are using faith to be like this gives us authority do you know what i mean like that is and that's how like but that is like the story of joan of arc right yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. is her saying i have heard from god he wants me to lead you yeah which Uh, at this point is standard electioneering sure yeah yeah i it's just and like i i guess the like main distinction the film is making between them apart from like we like joan we don't like these these fucking battle toads who are persecuting her but they uh, uh battle toads is an incredible uh, description what 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 i said while we were watching is like do you think there were casting directors out there who had to be like we want you to work on this film about, and this might be a bit humiliating, but you have to come in mainly so we can count the amount of wrinkles in your face. The higher, the better. Look, the you, more detailed your face is. If your neck isn't bulbous like a frog, then I'm not sure we have any work for you. Well, and all infinitely old, yeah. right? And that they all. It seems for. Uh, uh, 80 minute running time just under 76 something like that for 70 minutes of that 75 76 minute running time the cast is one 19 year old girl and uh 
30 to 50 father times. <laughs> yeah. And then again, another moment where this film just fucking gets you is that when it's all said and done, it is, it's the, the bit of Dancer in the Dark that makes you sure you're never going to watch Dancer in the Dark again. Uh, uh, they are coming to take her to execute her. And she walks past some children, some like altar boys in robes. And it is the first time you see an actual child as yeah. opposed to a like a 19 year old is a child. And you're like, fuck, children are going to see this, which is an, yeah, a it's, thing it's... that Witchfinder General also does. And it is like the, the the I mean, it's a bit moral panic what I'm about to say, but you are just like. Think of the children. I mean, yeah, no, I, 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 I think I, I personally think it's okay to, <laughs> to 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 ever think of a children as like to, 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 to witnessing people yeah, being burned. Yeah. yeah, when it comes to public executions. Well, and and speaking of public executions, this is a good thing to juxtapose because both witchfinders general genre. Uh, it's continuing my tribute to Alex Trebek's always incredibly accurate pronunciation of genre. Because yeah. he's from French Canada. Yeah. Alex Trebek saying genre is always great. The video of Bernadette Peters at the Tony Awards one year, where she announces that one of the winners was... Les Miserables. And the way she fucking pronounces it is so incredible. Witchfinder General and uh, uh, Passion of Jean d'Arc both have climactic... Uh, witch burnings yes. and they are v- very opposite one is all about like look at this fire look at this person burn look at them fall in a way that goes even further than obvious comparison the the wicker man mm. uh, uh the good wicker man the nail abute one haha ha. i'm yeah. sorry i can't help myself opposites i'll never ever ever do them again no 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 yeah well, um, at, at that like witch burning scene in in which final general feels like a sort of prototype of the of the execution scene in the devils which would come out like three years yes, later absolutely and it is it is a case of a, a woman being strapped to a, a pike and uh uh in both cases and in one uh, in Witchfinder General we see the flames look at her feet and mm. then we see them in front of her and then we see you know in retrospect you look back and you go like that's it's a fucking model do you yeah. know what I mean it's not even one of those uh, uh, we put a stunt guy in fire retardant jelly and then set him on fire for a second and shot it in slow motion things like it, it, it's just a doll burning and collapsing but with the cat you're like yeah. i'm watching a woman die yeah no it, it is a like like very confronting like piece of horror filmmaking well it is it well because in the moment even like even for a split second you're like this is fucking real it's the yeah. best of horror because it is because like horror is 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 a roller coaster it mm. it, it feels like it's going to kill you but it never could uh, uh um and it and the peak of that is the moment of being like, God, I knew 1967 was harsh, but I didn't know they burnt women, you know? I thought they saved that. Oh, and it was a man that was horribly burnt on the set of Faulty Towers. Really? Uh, you know where a Manuel, uh, 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 the, the oven catches on fire and F- Basil locks him in there and so his arms catch on fire? Yeah, he still has scars from that to this day. Oh. 
Basil. Second worst thing that's ever happened to him after, of course, Russell Brand fucking his granddaughter. Oh, right. That's what yeah. that was about. Yeah, um, I remember that. We need, we need to give Russell Brand more space to express his views and opinions. I. He's being silenced at the moment. And is he is he saying he's being silenced? Oh, probably. <laughs> you can take any bad comedian who 10 years ago seemed to express left-wing views and say, I bet they're right-wing and say they're being silenced now, and you'll be right 95% of the time. Um, uh, not Norm MacDonald. No, because he's... Mitch Hedberg. No, well, I mean, may, may, maybe. Well, may, you know, we've got that last Norm MacDonald... We've got that last Norm MacDonald special coming out. That's so, right. so, so may, may, Oh, God, imagine. Um, it is, it's like... I mean, like, that, that, that would be the most Norm MacDonald thing to do. Oh, it's, no. just, it's just, like, pivot hard right in the final special he releases after his death. And, like, Norm MacDonald may be the best Joker comedian has ever done. Have you seen this? There's a supercar out there that in about the year leading up to his tragic passing yeah. where he was just actively battling cancer and it was you know it was he knew it was all over yeah. and, and didn't even tell you know his family knew um but and if you watch material from that time there is a supercut of him just dropping in there oh and they'll be like i didn't even know he was sick <laughs> <laughs> like he he is like fucking setting up to his own death like the comedy version of black star yeah yeah it's uh norm mcdonald and the opposite of that burning that horrific burning which is equally as effective and equally as moving is in passion of jean d'arc yeah, right yeah where, yeah where it is like just her like tied to the stake and you have the, the, like kind of flames coming up from the, from the bottom of the screen but it's mainly yeah that's that 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 shot is very similar and metropolis before or after this it's after it right uh, Oh, God. Yeah, you're right, Metropolis. Anyway, so uh, just an update from earlier. Uh, uh, um, Metropolis's use of, of, of uh, 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 the haunting uncanniness of a very young-looking, wide-eyed woman uh, uh, is not, in fact, a reference to this film that came out a year after it. But, but like her being burned in Metropolis, we see some fire, but then smoke appears, right? And, and in Joan of Arc's case, we just get this long period, these long shots of smoke enveloping her more and more and more and it doesn't f- like obviously we know what we're seeing but it does in the way in which find a general that woman is dead yes and this it feels like she is ascending do you well, know what well, i mean yeah in that scene of which find a general it is going for shock whereas like this is going for inevitable tragedy but like also it wants to leave the door open for for, for like some sort of miracle yeah well uh, uh an onlooker says she is a saint now yeah and, and like that comes down to like the real opposition because the plot's while being real a kind of similar which is essentially uh, uh, a witch is hunted uh, uh, even though she she's she's not a witch mm. uh, a witch and um people put the screws on other people to lie and it's just that in Joan of Arc's case it's only Joan of Arc and in Witchfinder General it's Vincent Price and everyone he meets yeah um but the end but like what i mean is that you understand what i'm saying in the like in terms of like shape they're similar but the endings feel different the the that woman's burning like her death we see her destroyed in witchfinder general is because we know things like this happened um 
and we do not know their names. Mm. They're just gone, ruined. Uh, these people, like, deleted. Yeah. And whereas in Joan of Arc, we're still talking about her. She still feels iconic. As yeah. much as and she the, the, was the, a war leader, I, like, I think Joan of Arc was good, actually, you know? Yeah, and, like, this 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 film is based on on, on the, like, actual, like, court transcripts of, 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 her, of her trial and sentencing. How true is that? Do we know? Uh, I, I believe it's true, like, at least to a certain extent. I'm not calling it a sure. fake news. Yeah, it, yeah. it is, I just, it doesn't seem yeah we can't know. yeah uh, i'm sure most of the stuff of her like on her own or being tortured is creative license but i would be a bit of a fair amount of the actual like stuff in the courtroom oh is, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh and everyone else does great we've we've focused on joan but that is because half of this film is footage of her face yeah like m- maybe a third but a, st- a startling amount yeah like and she fucking he saw her on stage in an amateur play and knew she could take this much camera Mm. and was right it is such a massive fucking bet and it pays off so hard right Mm. Uh, but sorry you've got something oh well, I, 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 I was just going to go to the Wikipedia page, but then I just like clicked on images instead. And every single like image on Google for the Passion of Joan of Arc is like a different shot of her face, and they are all so incredible. There is like one scene of her with, with like wicker crown, that and, wicker crown, and two of the guards like come into her room. They are like mocking her. They like put this fake crown on her, and they like make her hold an arrow. I'm sure it's a reference to like some like earlier saint or something. But her head like tilted yeah. back. With this loopy wicker crown, it's got it, it, yeah. it looks as much like a flower as a crown. Yeah, and like yeah, and, and like holding that arrow with with, with like with like single line of a tear like running down through the of otherwise like very like thick makeup on her face. Well, and she is so pained, but also so set and determined. But also, like, and that it manages to communicate that in a still image. And, yeah, like, determined, but not like Terminator, like, I don't know, Kathy Bates in Titanic. Like, uh, uh, oh, no, like Paddington. Or Joy in Inside Out, you know? It is... And the fact that they are focusing so, like a silent movie where 20 minutes is one court scene. On Wikipedia, it seems to it seems to indicate that the film is actually based on the historical records. Oh, well, I, I, also, I just have to say as an inherent contrarian is that uh, all of those records were kept by the people doing the torturing. Absolutely. And it also seems to indicate that uh, like Joan of Arc's life is one of the like, best and most consistently documented lives oh, in, yeah, in, yeah. in that time. Like, like like um like William Shakespeare. Mm. Like there is the gap in William Shakespeare, but a lot of the argument against the author debate is that like oh no, but we know like sure there are things we don't know, but we know more about this guy than almost anyone else yeah. of that period. Yeah, the, like main question is just like how like how how Did, was God talking to her or well, was no. it the devil? Well, I, I, I was, was going to say about 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 William Shakespeare. But for like main question is you know how 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 did how did Anne Hathaway go from from you know being married to him to being in Havoc? You know how 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 how, how did she how did she make that how did she make that change? I, I mean, I presume it's a mix of cryogenic technology and the time travel boxes from Primer. They just put one of those boxes. They put one of those boxes in 
<laughs> okay, that doesn't work. What time travel? It's it's the it's the DeLorean. I guess I feel like Anne Hathaway, Annie Hathaway, sorry, Anne Hathaway. is 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 rich and powerful enough that she could go to Zemeckis <laughs> and Bob Gale and be like, "Get me the real working DeLorean." You know that the the rumor apparently at the time was that the hoverboards were real and yeah, were about yeah. to be released. That was a smokescreen for the real story, which is that the DeLorean was real. Well, yeah, no, it it, it is it is like how H. G. Wells wrote the book The Time Machine. Yeah, and he also owned a time machine. He he did build it he found it at a church jumble sale i do believe there are multiple because um in h in herbert george's wells time machine Mm. which as a 1985 doctor who story tells us time lash which is an anagram of lane shit for a reason shows us uh is directly inspired by his brief journey in the tardis Mm. um uh, uh the traveler is only ever called the traveler so there are multiple i think the 60s film makes him H.G. Wells. Right, and yeah. I, um, But anyway, uh, 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 the last thing at least I want to say about Passion of Jean d'Arc is that um, this is this is a Potemkin. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, this, is, this isn't just important and interesting and beautiful. It goes, it is thrilling. Yes. The, 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 this film, as we've said, opens with this, a long court scene, uh, which is very, like, she is led in, she's questioned for maybe 10 minutes, and you are cutting from shots of sitting people to close-ups on a woman replying, and that's it. And, and, and I mean, I mean, in titles. Yeah, and it is, intri- it it's, is thrilling. It's 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 one of the best courtroom dramas. <laughs> like still, like still, like still yeah. to this day. And no, but it is like it feels as good as like the beginning of fucking ambulance or whatever. Sure, it's yeah. not. It, you don't even at least. But this is because I'm so ready to engage in like silent and intertitles. But it feels to me like there's no barrier. Hmm. This feels like if you can talk someone into watching a silent film, they would get something out of this. Yeah. It is um, is so good. (laughs) So good. Yeah. This, like, this might be my favorite silent film. I will will know when I watch Sunrise again in in a few weeks. But yeah, I I I love this film so much, and and as I said, the performance of Maria Falconetti is like one of the like defining pieces of screen acting ever. This woman dropping from the sky and doing this, and it it she isn't she is being incredibly well directed. But th- this isn't the kids in Night of the Hunter where uh, there's that incredible special feature of Charles Lawton just directing them from yeah. off and you can see that he is kind of tricking those performances out of him her like this power and agent it's so it's such a strong piece of yeah acting. well it, it, it is not to bring up the female prisoner scorpion movies again <laughs> yeah always but, going on about these females prisoner scorpion but, but, but like sorry female prisoners scorpion yes. uh I just gotta remember the name of the the lead of those movies. I believe um, it's female prisoner or scorpion or prisoner scorpion. The lead of those movies is is an actress called Miko Kaiji. One of the like greats of like Japanese like B movies and exploitation. I, I don't I don't think I've seen anything she's been in, but I yeah. can summon her face, and I think anyone who's who's been around a bit. In I film. mean, like you you've seen the like fight between Uma Thurman and. Lucy Liu in, in Kill Bill Volume One, or, which, which is a like direct lift from Lady Snowblood. Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. But, um, 
the three good female prisoner scorpion movies are directed by a guy called Shunya Ito and him and Meko Kaji are credible team because she has one of the most powerful stares in all of film and he loves to get these like immaculately like backlit close-ups of her face as she just glares into the camera it is so insanely powerful for like meme about like oh like th- th- this this would kill a small victorian child like if Meko Kaji looked at a small victorian child <laughs> If, if she if she if she fucking glanced at ti- at tiny Tim, he would vaporize. You know, yeah. and, and and like and, and like th- th- this this performance has like that same level of power, where it's just like like yeah, like how 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 can that much emotion be contained in one person's face, and like ju- and like just in those fucking eyes, and like oh, it's, yeah, it it is it is so. And like, like obviously, it, it, it like adds to the myth of, of, of this film, and and to to, to the myth of Maria Falconetti that she did no other films. Yeah, well, but, like one that we've that we can't see. Yeah, right. Like vamp- it's called like vampires or something. Uh, who, who can tell? Yeah. But 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 like, yeah, it, 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 it's it's like with Jean Vigo, where it's like, like what, like what else, what like what else could she have done, and like what would film look like if she had continued performing, and like it. Because like she 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 like left film after this and and just all like wandered the world basically and died like like twenty years later. Yeah, which is uh, horrifically tragic. Yeah, uh, uh, it is. Yeah, to me, this is obviously a sound film. Absolutely, uh, 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 almost definitionally. Uh, uh, dear listeners at home, we, me and Finn, we both keep lists of all the films we have watched for this podcast i don't include shower because i think it would be obscene to rank it uh, 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 alongside uh, fiction films it would be obscene to rank it on a list that has a possession uh, tied at number one and also not uh, neil breen's five feature film retrospective because that's not on letterboxd um <clears throat> i have placed uh, uh, the Passion of Joan of, Arc, of Joan of Arc by Carl Theodore Dreyer at number 14, which is one beneath Abbas Kiristami's close-up and one above Luca Guadagino's Suspiria 2018. Where is it for you, Finn? Uh, I have it at number nine, which is one above Shoah and one below Possession. Uh, check it out. Yeah. It's good. I... God. It just, like, Universal is such a dangerous thing to say. And, like, obviously this will not reflect everyone's experience. But I think you can you would have to at least respect the craft of it, hmm. you know? So I think this might be the rare occasion, sole occasion, where I... Finn. Yes. Do you know what I'm going to do? You see that, that Zippo lighter I was bragging about, reflinting, uh, refilling and re-wicking at bl- with stuff I bought from a shop called Blademaster? I, I did, yes. I will pour myself in the room, cover myself in the remaining lighter fuel I have, spray myself with a butane can, which I accidentally bought thinking it could refill my lighter, and then I'll let you take that imitation zippo and set me a light if you could find an even faintly negative review of the passion of joan of arc <laughs> get ready to burn motherfucker <laughs> no why do you always say that and this time it's accurate <laughs> uh, this is a half star review 
by Letterbox user Prospect of Lack. This is a technically and artistically excellent film. That being said, I have gripes. First is Falconetti's perpetual bug eyes. They are almost always wide open in a way that just doesn't seem natural. I'm a big silent movie fan, and I'm used to hyperbolic acting. This was beyond. Falconetti still does a great job in spite of this. Second is the choice to paint Joan as a badgered, pure-hearted victim. Do you really think a woman who defied customs, led men into fucking battle, and felt personally imbued with a holy mission is going to be a wimp? You've, you think she was scared to die going into multiple battles and firmly believing she was chosen by God? And they conflate her torture with her virtue? We, we watch her suffer, and it's her suffering that makes her pure. And we, and we have to watch that suffering for over 90 minutes. That's just torturous and gross. Any self-respecting woman in this day and age can empathize with Joan and then therefore want to get the fuck out of the theater. Now imagine if Joan had all that conviction and wasn't a wilting pilot the director would actually have to come up with a better story to tell and the way of telling it. And oh yeah, all those fragile male egos at the studio would be showing up. This movie is anti-feminist. Beautiful trash. I want self-righteous conviction and violence when necessary for my female heroes, not a fetishization of victimhood and virtue through suffering of an unjust system that for some odd reason is presented as immutable and unconfrontable. Give me the heroic Joan. Uh, uh, this film is confronting the system Absolutely. by showing it. I, I That review very much strikes me as someone who is uh, fighting a different argument by proxy. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But at the beginning of it, they said that they um, thought it was good, but just we're going to invent a weird reason not to like it. Uh, yeah. I'm saying they say it's good so you don't burn me. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was wondering if, you, if you're going to weasel out of that one. Uh, 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 I mean, weasels are usually quite wet. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I accept the compliment thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, regular Paulie Shaw. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm thin. You know me. You know I love three things. <laughs> Watching movies. Making copies. Gu- <laughs> like, just like Rob Schneider. Chewing gum. And wheezing the juice. And I'm all out of movies and gum. Uh, would you like to guess a lack of prospects, a, pr- a prospect of lacks top four? Uh, sure. I mean, okay. we do it every episode and I find it quite fun. Yeah. Uh, one of them, uh, you won't be able to guess the movie, uh, but uh, it is by a director we have covered on the podcast. Uh, is it in the English language? No. Uh, is it uh, in a European language? Yes. Uh, is the European language French? It is not. Okay. Is it uh, uh, Italian? No. Is it Spanish? No. Is it Dan- Swedish? No. Oh, my God. Well, you might want to hit East a bit. I can't do that. It doesn't help me at all. I'm never okay. Europe, Turkey. <laughs> I no. don't know. Ukraine. Yes. Okay. A Ukrainian film. Yeah. Well, but the. Uh, uh, so is it a? Um, come on. Uh, not fucking Tarkovsky. No. Okay. The last film we watched by this director was Georgian. This one's Ukrainian. We've watched one Georgian film for this podcast. Yeah, no, 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 I know. This is embarrassing for me. You you don't need to... uh, Is it another... Not Eisenstein? No. No. Recently? 
This was fairly early in the podcast. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, uh, 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 Beau Travail. Uh, it is a non-narrative film. Ah, uh, uh, okay. So it's, it's not. It's not pomegranates. Yeah. Uh, right, well, right, yeah, right. Yes, it, it's yes, the it, curse. It's the color of pome- The curse of pomegranate. It's the color of pomegranates, guy. Okay? Yeah. Yes. This is a film called uh, Shadows of Forgotten Ancestors by Sergei Parajanov. I, I I want to say again. I really wish I had enough of a cultural basis to dig color of pomegranates. Yeah. It is just unreadable to me, but that's my fault. Uh, the second film on the list. Uh, uh, ever second film ever work is going back into it it is a comedy uh, by an american but it is based on not not like one specific russian book but like a sort of genre of russian fiction uh or or, or just like kind of classic russian fiction yeah yeah yeah. is it a mill brooks film no it's a but it is it is a jewish guy oh uh is it woody allen yeah uh uh, I can't remember the name of this one. Blank and blank. Nah, I'm not going to get it. Uh, 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 Love and death. That's right. I'm. I, yeah, yeah. I'm. I know. I could picture it. I would just never yeah. have pulled those two words. Uh, the 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 third film is a legacy sequel. Uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy. No. Uh, the Matrix Resurrections. No. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Okay. Uh, oh. The hint is uh, any of these character names gives it away. Scoob. No. <laughs> uh, no. Not in the sense that that they are like characters that you would have heard of, but there is a type of name that appears in this movie. Like the the, the, the like way that characters are named in this movie. You're like, oh right, it's that movie. Ah. Oh. Um, Digimon. No. Uh, Pokemon. Oh, okay. Um, r- how recent? Uh, 2015. American? Uh, American, Australian. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's BMX Bandits 2. <laughs> yeah. Fury Road. Yes, it oh. is. Mad Max Fury Road with such characters as Imperator Furiosa, Immortan Joe, Rictus Erectus, Toast the Knowing, the Splendid Angharad, Capable, the Dag, Cheeto the Fragile, the People Eater, the Bullet Farmer, the Doof Warrior, the Organic Mechanic, the Valkyrie, Keeper of the Seeds, the Volvolini, the Volvolini, the Volvolini, the Volvolini, the Volvolini, Corpus Colossus, Glory the Child, uh, uh, the Winchman, the Prime Imperator. It is... We have to stop more often and remember that we live in a world where that fell. (laughs) I went to the biggest screen in one of in 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 Wellington, New Zealand, and I saw that (laughs) that film. And and then it got uh, nominated for multiple Oscars. And now there's going to be a prequel film that stars the witch, Thor, and Orson Welles, (laughs) slash uh, the greatest villain of all time in The Souvenir, slash Dennis the Menace. (laughs) Oh my god, George Miller, I love you. And the fourth film on the list uh, was a breakout film for, uh, for, for a bunch of people, um... Uh, Can't hardly wait. Uh, She's all that. Oh, a breakout film? The Rock. No. Con Air. No. 
Snort Escape from Alcatraz. Ah, uh, The Great Escape? No, no. Um, it, it, was, it was a it's a breakout film for a lot of people. One of your favorite actors was in two movies this year, and and, and this, is one of, this is one of the films. Is it Midsummer? No. Oh, God. Okay. Is it... What is the girl from Hereditary's? <laughs> the young girl. She was one of the Matildas. Um... Uh, 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 most most young actors and actresses these days, they were a Matilda or Billy Elliot. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. He 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 was he was apparently in, in in three movies in this year, but but like people only really talk about about this movie and another big one. Okay, and this is uh, okay. Are there fantastical elements in this film? Uh, no. Okay. Is it? Uh, a musical? No. Okay. Is it... Oh, is 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 it kind of funny, kind of sad, or is it the, the, the dreams, dreams in which, which I'm, I'm dying, dying are the best I've ever had? Uh... I I I have still not finished it, but like but like there 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 are definitely parts of it that are funny. Uh, I, I, but I, it, it it is it is more of a it is more of a thriller. What uh, is this millennium? Nope. Uh, all right. So nineties. Yeah. All right. Who do I like from the nineties? Okay, is Finn Nicholas in it? Nah, he's not. Is Briar Laurie in it? I don't believe so. You don't know that. I'm calling her. I've looked, I've Tell looked, me the name of the film. Anyway, I've looked for the cast list. <laughs> she did not pop up. She works under many pseudonyms. It, okay, is one is one of her pseudonyms uh, Philip oh. Baker Hall? Is it? <laughs> uh, is it Philip Seymour Hoffman? It is. Okay. Uh, is it a P.T. Anderson film? No. Is it? The Big Lebowski? No. He's the star. He's he he he, he is in it and it, it is it is a like major moment for him, but but but, but he, he he is a like he, he is a prominent supporting rather than the star. And it's not Magnolia. No, but it's the same year as Magnolia. I'm losing my mind. Oh Malkovich? No. Oh fuck no, alright. Oh, okay. They- it's a thrill uh, a thriller. Yeah. Is he the bad guy? Uh, I don't. Oh, you no. haven't finished it. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, 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 no. I, 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 I would. I would say the lead character is the bad guy. The Adventures of Pluto Nash. <laughs> um. It's ba- based on a series of books. A series of unfortunate you, okay. events. The, 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 no, this, no, the, 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 this this will give it away. But you, no, no, no. Then okay, don't. Okay, then okay. don't. Okay. Uh, oh, no, no, no. It's because it's gonna. It's right. I can. You know. Like I'm. I'm shaking the tree. It's just not falling out yet. Um. Okay. Ah, oh, the lead is the leader, man or a woman. A man. Um. And this was a breakout for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't own it. Uh. No. But I like it, probably. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. How many words in the title? But No, no, no. Books. It's not a born... No. So we... Oh, fucking shut up. Shut up. Okay. You shut up. Okay. Okay. The correct answer is you shut up. Okay. I'm shutting up. The talented, tender, beautiful, mysterious, not a nobody, secrets he doesn't want to tell, nightmare, good thing, someone to love him. Mr. Ripley. It is the challenge of Mr. Ripley, yes. Those are the last lines. And then he says, Tom, you're crushing me. 
Can I just say, if anyone out there wants to have a sexual awakening, <laughs> the talented Mr. Ripley is a great one to have it to. Also, fuck that. Patricia Highsmith, hmm? that, Carol, and a weirdly other one, old. Uh, uh, like uh, 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 Deepwater, Strangers, That's right. on, yeah. Str- Strangers on, on the Train. train of course. Uh, Ripley's Game, which mm. is actually good, IMO, fuck yeah, John Malkovich. Yeah, that, 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 that was going to be my hint that gave it away. It was like, oh, you, you, yeah. just, you just mentioned Malkovich, there's a yeah, yeah, this yeah, Malkovich no. in it. Oh, even then. Anyway, um, what a good film and what a heavily cut down <laughs> guessing section. Yeah. It was maybe 10 to 10 minutes at the very mm. least. I, I, I apologize. To me, that film feels like 95 and Magnolia feels like 2000. Right. One, one of this person's other like recent reviews is a half-star review of a Martian that says... Anyone who goes into space at this level of technology should be prepared to die gracefully and sacrifice themselves. Glorification of racist and sexist notions. Uh, is that maybe a troll account? No, no, no. This person, this this person, just I think is very caught up in in being a in being a like liberal who escaped a conservative small town. Die hard, half a star. Sexist and racist undertones. Definitely a Christmas movie. So, which finder general? Yeah. Uh, 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 for me, folk horror, right? One of the one of the troika with uh, this and the blood on Satan's claws. Mm. Uh, 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 I have seen and the Wicker Man, yeah. and I have seen and like uh, all good people love the Wicker Man. Um, I've not seen Blood on Satan's Claw. No, and, and, neither. And beyond that, and, and like I've seen Children of the Stones, and I've seen a lot of like more mainstream British film that mm. is inflected or informed by folk horror. In the Earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a lot of Wheatley's work, a lot of Doctor Who, mm. um, uh, 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 a lot of other things, a lot of uh, uh, like the the fantasy and horror books I enjoy that come out of Britain gesture or or in, invoke folk horror but i've never actually seen much of it itself beyond a wicker man yeah and, and so and this film which is a good yes ha 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 we made the mistake we watched two good films was managed to be both exactly what i thought and also very much not do you know what i mean how how are you with the genre? How were you with the film? I mean, yeah, I I, I similarly haven't seen a massive amount of uh, ha, 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 haven't seen a massive amount of folk horror stuff. I real I real, oh, like, knowing knowing that it is, I thought it was going to be nasty. Hmm. I thought it was going to be a bit, and obviously not as extreme. I thought it was going to be a bit cannibal holocaust, a bit cannibal ferox. Uh, uh, okay. uh, in that it was just going to be kind of like joyish, joyously sixties-ishly, hammer horror-ishly, um, relentless kind of slightly nasty naked women being killed. Do you know what I mean? Right, like, yeah, better yeah. than that, and it is absolutely not that. No, uh, uh, but that—that's what I feared it was. Is that kind of what you thought it would be? I—I uh, I wasn't really expecting any particular like level of gore from this. Like I—I've I've seen a bunch of like horror stuff that that that, that like Vincent Price was doing around this time. Oh uh, yeah, yeah that, his, that's his, what you have over me. Yeah, yeah. yeah his, his, his like stuff with Corman and and. 
and like, like the, which are mainly Poe adaptations, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen their version of of the Mask of a Red Death, which is which is pretty good, and the and the Fall of the House of Usher, uh, and uh, Tales of Terror. There is one called the Haunted Palace, which is just sort of okay. the The Haunted Palace is an adaptation of Lovecraft. It feels a lot like their Poe adaptations, except there is a point where Vincent Price like opens a hole in the ground in his basement and like starts chanting about Cthulhu. <laughs> and like, I did not expect this to start happening. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't have that knowledge uh, of them. And so, yeah, like my main takeaway was uh, uh, a sense from other things of what the genre was like, which... which uh, focuses on the high points and the wicker man which is a film that is a, a slow build across set pieces of every 10 minutes of that film is a different freaky thing yeah or britecklin singing a nude song uh it's an exquisite all-time film and like the game of it is that each one is a little more freaky or a little more weird and you're the boiling frog until there is spoilers a man burning in a wicker man and they're dancing and it's horrifying mm. but i could see how that being the peak of the form everything beneath it is the same but each of those incidents the ones that escalate is like in, in Witchfinder general i kind of assumed it would be like they catch four witches and we see them killed in four different right, ways yeah. But it's not. It is It is a slow, like, there is violence throughout. It's taking place during a war. We see so many roundheads, but, uh, yeah, and, it, it, and there's scuffles and a bit of torture. But it is building and building to the, the water test and then the burning. And yeah. those are like, and I'm, and now knowing that, that that is generally the shape. I'm so looking forward to see more of these. Yeah, but I'm sorry, you were well, saying. I, well, and like, if, if 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 you want to see a movie where Vincent Price kills people in a bunch of different ways, the abominable Doctor Fives. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, that, I, I have seen Fives. Oh, right, and yeah. that it, it doesn't quite fall under this. Yeah, That's yeah. a more uh, uh, kind of post Frankenstein, post Nosferatu wackiness. Kind sure, of yeah. Thing. Uh, uh, with I don't know, Fives is just so euphonious as a as a wacky name. Yeah, the, the amazing Doctor Fibes, abominable, abominable, of course. But yeah, yeah, and so yeah, so the, the like the, this is like obviously a different company than 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 well, no, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, the, the, this it's a is, different, yeah, the, it's, not, it's, it's not a different com company to to Corman. It is a oh wait, no, 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 sorry, it it, it it is it is it is American International, which which is Corman. No, that, that was one of the co produced like mm, yeah. was a money person on it. That I don't think they made it. Right. Yeah. It, okay. it is. Yeah. No. It is both. It's not. It has Corman money in it. Mm. I think, but it's not a Corman production. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, what is the name of the production uh, company? It, uh, uh, it, uh, it was produced by a company called Tygon British Film. That's right. Yeah, Ty which 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 also did which also did the Blood on Satan's Claw yeah. and uh, the Nude Vampire and. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
uh, and a movie called Henny Calder, which is like a rape revenge western with Raquel Welch. And, and 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 if I recall correctly, this is this is going off books I read about five years ago. So I'm just being mm. ready to be very wrong. But I think Tygon is the one of that era of the fifties through about seventies. Uh, you know, obviously there's Hammer horror films. Yeah, and there were a lot. Which uh, if if you don't know at home, there was a, a, a lot of mainstream cinema in Britain across those times was incredibly mainstream and often quite light entertainment like the two major forces at least in mainstream terms like their version of superhero films is that every year there would be a carry-on comedy which is just genuinely people being like carry-on nurse and it's the doctor being nurse can you please insert this big prick and then the nurse going ooh uh. and then uh, uh, Hammer films which are just like Christopher Lee as Dracula and there are a lot of films in that time by companies that seem like they're not Hammer Mm. but are just Hammer under slightly different Mm. names Tygon is the one that is actually a different company Yeah, yeah, I, I think right so I wa- yeah I was ready for this to be a rough and ready film yeah. like uh, uh, a kind of grindhousey and like yeah twenty minutes into this film Vincent Price shows up to mince and mince people and speak in that way like James Mason where you're like oh no that's right every impression of you is not exaggerated yeah it is it is like Patrick Warburton just like yeah but uh, Patrick Warburton was is doing a voice sure and I like but, Price but, but, must be yeah but, but 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 like Patrick Warburton's been in it so long now is like doing a character but 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 like if you watch movies from the forties Vincent yeah. Price has the same voice like. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he he when when he's doing the like narration for the thriller music video he 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 is playing it up yeah but yeah, but, yeah. but but like yeah they become like Wells uh, and, and, and like fucking Tom Baker yeah. like Madonna and Lady Gaga there becomes a point where they stop doing and start just playing themselves yeah he talked like that in movies for like for like almost 40 years it's incredible and i'm sure i'm sure there's like a sonic arts phd somewhere on precisely why that like weird awkward treble that like the the haunting withering sour acerbicness the razor the prick of his voice in that it is in the way that Lawrence Fishburne's like rumbles just like you know like this it tweaks something at the core of you there is something in Vincent Price's voice that is just like a just a grain of glass into your brain and he knows we talked about Marilyn Monroe uh, with Liv on the Some Like It Hot episode and we talked about how like obviously one of the most attractive people uh, ever but she knows how to use her beauty and uh, Vincent Price is like the opposite of that like he like Laurence Olivier was born looking like a villain (laughs) and then decided that he was going to make himself look like heroes and Vincent Price looked in the mirror and was like oh man if I was a woman I would be a witch. (laughs) Uh, And he leans into it and he uses it equally like a mask. Like how he plays the deception that seems innate to him. How like satanic he looks. And how he makes that how this how it is basically via that that the semi-exploitation film becomes just 
this furious statement against violence against women Mm. like it is so he's such a villain protagonist it's so unjust what he does and we are never supposed to take pleasure in it even when the camera might Mm. and so much of that is down to him and like the directing and writing and everything else is great but like this is before vincent price was playing vincent price but he kind of do you know what i'm saying it's just it is yeah, you, I mean, it's unfortunate putting it against a, one of the best acting performances of all time, but it's it's so fucking good. Yeah, he is one of those actors who is like who is always great, and 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 like yeah, is like often doing a very similar thing, but but like he 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 has a he has a style that fucking works, and and like he is just always so much fun to watch. Yeah. The closest equivalent in a way I could find, I, I, I was trying to think just now, who is the equivalent? And uh, for a bit, I was like, like, Adam Driver and Oscar Isaac are always playing kind of the same instrument, if you know what I mean, and their power is in sure. the range. But no, it's, it is Clooney, because mm. Clooney's skill is that he knows the best note he can sing, or yeah. the best... The range of notes he can sing he is expert at making millions of different songs out of it yeah at prices the same yeah he and so it, yeah it is and it so it becomes this you know you get scuffles and battles all these old old houses that are still not quite that old like this beautiful 60s saturated grainy look yeah all of this great like like you know like like super bright like viscous looking blood oh yeah it's kind of pinky yeah and it is it is basically him uh being choosing that there is a witch around uh, uh, and well no someone he's been clued off right well yeah yeah so r- 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 right 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 at the beginning of the film uh there the, 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 there is a like soldier who is like who who who, yeah. who, 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 who who is like on leave and and like goes go goes to like go go goes goes like his girlfriend's place basically and she she lives with her she lives with her uncle who is like a local priest yeah who, who, who's yeah like a, a, a local like big shot yeah he is he's like the local it's the point where like the local vicar was also kind of like the local mayor. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, he is yeah, so the 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 main guy's played by Ian Ogilvy. Uh who who uh, I don't know, at least if you've watched at least as much sixties, seventies and eighties British content tonight as I have is is a classic that guy. Yeah, he is in I Claudius. Saying the lead of a piece of British content from the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, aughts or tens was in I Claudius is unneeded they all were sure christopher biggins patrick stewart john hurt john healing john well john actually a bit tired brian blessed the priest is played by rupert davies uh, who is also in uh, the spy who came in from the cold they are both in waterloo these the sergey bondachuk movie yeah 
And uh, uh, the train station. Uh, and then uh, Sarah, the fiance, is played by Hilary Dwyer, who is also in like in like a bunch of you know, like six, like 60s English horror films. Usually yeah. stuff about witches. Oh, she, she, she was literally in another movie with Vincent Price about witches two years later called Cry of the Banshee. The, the year after this... She was in another movie with Vincent Price called The Oblong Box, which which Rupert Davies is also in, which is also produced by American International. Corman had like teamed up with a bunch of British people around that time and was just like churning out cheapy horror like cheapy horror movies with with, Ooh, with the same well, cast. Well, they're not that cheap, but they're not that like. But, I mean, there it, is a lot of location work. Sure, sure. It, is, it's not like the original Little Shop of Horrors, Corman cheap. Well, and, and what this has going for it, I think that it even has over Wicker Man, and that it only has there is a lot of like people getting stabbed and you yeah. know moments of blood or scuffles but it's it has two big set pieces mm. which are uh, the the drowning test and the burning person and so they could clearly concentrate all their resources into those things yeah. and so both of those work really really well so this guy goes to his girlfriend's house girlfriend's dad mayor and reverend what happens next they all you know like hang out and have dinner and then like next day he has to leave and it basically uh, cuts to vincent price a like traveling witch finder so some local comes up to him and is like hey there's a priest in this town i think he's in league with satan yeah you that, should go check him out from that point he is determined there is supernatural going on yeah he will uh, uh, he will refuse to be wrong he he will find someone and he's gonna kill them well, yeah and it makes it very clear right from from like right from the start like this fucking like traveling witch hunter he is essentially a tool that people use to like solve their, their like feuds and grudges all you have to do is or or, it, or, or to cover shame which is yes, like yeah. that or or to deflect their own guilt or yeah. or to 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 deal with feeling guilty for being alive, which is like uh, uh, the two other kinds of witch hunt narratives, yeah. like um, uh, the Crucible and then uh, Kafka's The Trial. You know. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Vin, 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 Vincent Price was uh, uh, playing uh, Matthew Hopkins. He, which is a funny. It's just. It's like. Uh, it feels like a modern name. I don't know. Yeah, him and a bunch of his goons go over. They torture the priest. They like stab him with a little needle a bunch of times because. Mm-hmm. And, and the first time they did it, I was like, "Holy shit!" They really stabbed that man. And then within a second, I was like, "All right, fake blade, fake blade with fake blood in it." Yeah. But but Finn was already laughing at me. <laughs> but 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 like the woman burning, as we've discussed mm-hmm. later, like. In in the moment, I thought it was sure. real for a well, split for for those three frames. Yeah, I was watching a snuff film. Well, and yeah, that is the film work. And if you're going in expecting something like Cannibal Holocaust, then, then yeah. yeah. But oh yeah, no! But no, by it, now I had worked sure because yeah, yeah. this is the first real violence. Yeah, Vincent Price. A lot of is in him. The first shot of him, which is him and like a mate, right? Mm. Him and his like. Uh, 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 assistant is the turn from act one into act two it is it is the first 20 minutes are this guy his girlfriend and like the the dad being a bit weird and a dick you know 
I mean, for 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 for, for a guy in the, in the like 1600s, he, he's like he's fairly supportive of of his of his of his, of his niece ha- ha- having 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 this like suitor who who like stays in the house when when he's not around to be a chaperone. I am possibly just prejudging that possibly. he is professionally religious. Yeah, which is I am much more open to religion than you, uh, even though if I do not hold it myself, even though my belief in science is equally a religion. David Bowie died. <laughs> and no one replaced him. Uh, 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 TBC, TBC. So, yeah, they, they, they. they oh, no, right. Uh, 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 but doing it professionally, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that is why I distrusted him. There is something mercurial about him in that he feels both hard to define and toxic. Yeah, yeah. So they go in and torture him. They they stab him a bunch because because there was a belief that people who were in league with the devil were, were always marked by him, and there, there would be like certain spots in their body where if you pricked them, blood would not come out. And uh, they're stabbing him a bunch, and uh, blood's coming out of all of them. And they're like, hmm, Satan, cer- Satan certainly is wily this time. <laughs> it is. It, it, which is like a very similar like which like happens in the devils as well yeah. there's there's a there's a bit where, where, where there's a bit there's a bit where what uh, there's, there's a there's a bit where Oliver Reed's like head is in a clamp and they're pulling his tongue out and stabbing his tongue yeah and like blood's coming out of it and we're like oh, I don't see any blood <laughs> yeah well it is uh, this genre the witch hunt genre and it even like as i said the trial which is its most abstract mm. uh, is so incredibly well suited to metaphor as obviously like uh, uh, both the wicker man and um uh, the crucible speaking to their original context is and like this one manages to speak to our current context because it's very easy to look at the world mm. and see people who have decided something and will only pick and chase things that agree with that do you know what i mean mm. uh, uh and so it feels so watching this agira plot where you are you know because of both genre and what it's told you this is not going to end well right no and and yeah yeah because like the because like the 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 the, the like film right from the start establishes a system where where like normal people cannot win yeah it it is like it's not so much that it's the game is unfair or broken it is that the way the game is played is that uh the witch finders and powerful win yeah and it is like how the point of monopoly was to show how ridiculous capitalism is because the very quickly one person clearly is the winner that's the game that is being played in the Witchfinder general. Well, yeah, or like the like Witchfinders are playing a game and everyone else is not. They they are all actively oh, fighting oh, for yeah, their yeah. lives. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, like I, the yeah, game no, of the I, film. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Price playing that certainty, uh, 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 which is the set like in in both films in Joan of Arc as well, like old men being absolutely set in their views, unchanging as the villain. And going two different ways, because obviously in Joan of Arc, it's these 
crackled figures made of stone leering whereas in this it is like vincent price who's a vampire or ghost like walking like in its follows terminator do you know what i mean sure, like yeah. there's something much more serpentine about him in, in, in the scene where they are torturing the priest sarah his niece is, is like is like out on the estate and she she like sees this happening she she runs back to her house and, and a witch is all all of this bit is uh, uh half of the intercutting in the opening of don't look now is clearly an in-depth reference to this anyway it's right. just the thing she runs back to her house to, like find out what's happening and hopkins comes out and he's like we're, we're torturing him we've been told he's a witch you you live with him so that means you're probably a witch as well and she immediately is like kind of implying like well uh what if i let you have sex with me would you would you would you let him go well in in very coded language yeah. but in a way that is both very bawdy as for its time, mm. and that it is kind of quote unquote cheeky, but it is so. It's like, also like so like clearly desperate, and it's it's not it's not hot. It's no. sad. She 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 is hot. The scene, but it is not hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, <laughs> and also, uh, 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 she gives a great performance. Yes, she does. Uh, 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 and, and her work in this and other films is great. She's not. She's not just hot. No. But, but, but wubba wubba. <laughs> Hopkins agrees to like to like let her uncle go if if, if, if he can come up to her room that night. And so then later that night, he goes up to her room. We like see out to the point of him, her like unclasping her dress. And then the scene like kind of fades out. The like next day, Hopkins like tells his goons, like we stabbed him a bunch. It seems like there was blood all the time. Uh, it's fine. This, this guy's this guy's probably not a witch. It's all good. Then uh, his uh, main henchman, uh, a classic a uh, british ugly guy from from the 60s yeah a, a face only a motherfucker could love <laughs> this guy is, is like not happy with that he knows that the the the, the reason for hopkins is is like is letting the priest off is because sarah had sex for him he he, he is like both like more devout and also more drunk on his own power than than, than Hopkins is, but he is also clearly mirroring Hopkins. Sure, these yes. are things he's clearly learnt from Hopkins, and, and so what this bit for me because this is like the moment hopkins could have salvation do you yeah. know what i mean like uh, giving a villain protagonist a character arc or 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 a villain leading because there are two leads obviously the yeah. other is the guy whose name played by ogilvy yeah um uh, uh, richard marshall yeah thank you uh, uh, marshall uh, 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 and the fact that what he is defeated by is someone who is a mirror of him is uh it kind of increases his power. And, and a thing I just wanted to, to kind of put a pin in, or flag, not put a pin in, but flag, is that like Vincent Price and Vincent Price impressions, along with Edwin and Edwin impressions, I think are the basis of a lot of. God, I'm sorry. I have to say it, Finn. I'm so mm. sorry. I'm going to say it. I'm going to. I know I have. <sighs> queer coded characters sure and queer coded villains yep. specifically and in this point uh he is hit he is at least bisexual uh, 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 and it does not seem like the kind of film that would push that this is not you know it's it's not unfriendly to queer people they're just not present at all sure which yeah. is which is inherently unfair blah 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 <laughs> and, and which kind of underlines how much 
uh, 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 later cultural forces and generally very recent ones have started aligning camp equating camp directly with queerness and and which is not i i don't think vincent price was ever queer coded i think at the time or 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 deliberately he was never playing things uh, as gay no Uh, uh, except like possibly he has played gay roles and it is when people started doing impressions of him because like uh, 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 the reason for a lot of what we consider the stereotypical manner, uh, uh, mannerisms of especially uh, cis gay men being camp is because the a place they were safe was in the creative and theatrical communities yeah. who were camp, right? And it is over time, and only recently we have collapsed those two things together. And I just, I just think that's an interesting thing. A uh, uh, um, change to mark. Do you know what I mean? If they had made at this point uh, 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 The Lion King with Vincent Price as Scar, which is what Jeremy Irons is doing in the original, uh, uh, no one would call it queer-coded. When Jeremy Irons clearly is, do you know what I'm saying? Anyway, I just thought that was... I, I think that's something worth unpacking and mentioning, but 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 continue with the plot. I yeah, apologize. Yeah. So so yeah. So like Hop, Hop, Hopkins Mangoon like knows that like knows that the reason Priest is being let go is because Hopkins had sex with Sarah, and and he's like, this is bullshit. We came here to kill someone. Yeah, we, we came here to kill someone. But well, and it's all like we came here to to find the devil, but it's like we came here to kill someone. Yeah. yeah. But, but like but like there was also a sense of like you get to like use your position to to like. To have sex i don't get to do that and so and so he and so he he goes back to the house and he finds sarah and uh, he rapes her in the garden yeah and uh, what, what, what? It, it, it sucks and is bad yeah. and like this was the point i knew i liked the film because i was so ready and, and like especially like i know more about like carry on which are very uh a seaside postcard a boob if not nipple yeah, yeah. films i was really ready uh, as this for, was for, built for, for to, it to be like him, like him ripping her dress open and like and it, to be for the film to luxuriate yeah and stare at the sex scene and while obviously being against it kind of be like enjoy this mm. but you are it is never it, 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 i i i it is never eroticized. Yeah. It is it, it is it, an it, act of violence as bad as being as stabbed and as worse. Yeah, even. well, and, and and it like almost immediately cuts to a very wide shot where, where, where like they are mostly hidden by a gate and you can like just hear her screams. Yeah, and 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 then you know like yeah, a, 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 it, a, it, it's like he's murdering her. Yeah, and, and to be clear. Uh, uh, I, I, I think that's an appropriate uh, equivocation. And what I'm saying is that it, it holds the weight of sexual violence. Yes. One of the other, like, townspeople, like, rides past on a horse. He sees this. He goes back and tells Hopkins. <laughs> it's, like, not, it's not entirely clear what he tells Hopkins, like, but now Hopkins knows that Sarah's been seen having sex with someone else. And so, and that immediately turns him back around. And he's like, no, like... Oh, like okay, I've changed my mind again. We are going to kill this fucking priest. Yeah, and and you know what? We'll we'll we'll, we'll fucking we'll come after her next. Yeah. Well, and it is it is so transparently, uh, uh, it's so 
it's such a nifty bit of storytelling because it so instantly shows both that there is possibility for redemption but that in his heart the fundamental equation he looks at things is things which are people Mm. exist for him to possess or destroy and it is uh, uh, and it's just like it cuts to the heart of him in a way that doesn't make him like a basic cartoon character it makes him uh, 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 and it helps that he's Vincent Price like a specter like death he's like Bronson in Bronson and Bronson in like a Death Wish film like he is he's like it is he becomes a force. Yeah. yeah. He is like Peter Cushing, but like instead of being a skeleton face like Peter Cushing, it is somehow the like same effect, but like without the angularity and, and, yeah. and, and like airiness of, of, of Peter Cushing. It, 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 it is always more, more like sinister. When, when Gandalf finds out that Saruman is bad mm. and you see all warmth drain out of Christopher Lee for the next two films, yeah. and he just becomes this like... I have made my decision. I will. I'm going to do this, mm. and it is like uh, uh, the, the the deliberate forsaking of humanity. And I know Sarah Man isn't a human. No, he's 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 one of the he's one of the is he, is he a Valar or Maya? I can I, I can, do not I, can never I don't remember. I don't know. I I was I, having sex in high school. I I, I was I was with I, myself just to be clear. <laughs> I was looking at the like the Wikipedia page recently of of of, 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 of like the like hierarchy of of the of 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 a cosmology of the of fucking Middle Earth. But I've already forgotten whether he was a Maya or a Velar. Finn, I, th- I think I think he was one of the Maya. Finn, this yeah. is so pathetic of you. You should be reading the Wikipedia pages that all the cool kids like me are reading mm. about, for example, the Hindenburg tragedy. <laughs> I, 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 I was, I was going to guess World War Two. <laughs> no, no, I ha- like, I have because I'm trying to work on something on the rise of fascism uh, uh, within both individuals uh, and nations. Wonder why? God, we're so similar. <laughs> It is individuals and nations. Oh no, no, no! Just you be like, oh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just writing something about rise of fascism. Like, oh, yeah, I've written so many episodes. Oh yeah, no, yeah. but it is like in how people are radicalized. Mm. So I have read a lot about uh, the rise, <laughs> the rises of uh, Mao, Hitler, and Stalin, yeah. uh, and uh, oh come on, Ceausescu. <laughs> Uh, in a way that is very like like listening to Lolita podcast and then watching movies like the like the crush I do want to be like if you're looking at my goodreads my wikipedia history or my letterboxd I'm okay I'm just looking like I'm just looking into stuff it's fine so yeah now price is full kind of robocop I'm gonna I I I think this 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 priest is a witch, and I think his daughter niece niece. I'm sorry, she's probably also a witch because only I may fuck her. Yeah, and only I may possess her. And it, how does it go? Not well. No, you get, plot. It, I kill, yeah, kill it, go, it goes poorly for almost everyone involved. I mean, not. Oh yeah, how how? 
Okay, so... killings, drownings, yeah. burnings. Yeah, if everyone gets mad at each other, uh, Ian, Ian Shrek and Donkey are no longer friends. Yeah, they... What, what's, do you remember the song that plays when, when, they, when they stop being friends? Because it, it, it's, it's like... It's, it's just, Hallelujah, isn't it? I think it is Hallelujah. Uh, I, I, thought, I thought Hallelujah was before... Oh, Oh no, you're you 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 are right. It is, right. It is hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh god, that's so funny. No, it, and it's in. Uh, were you thinking it was in the second? Oh no, no. I, I, I knew the hallelujah played around that point before. I, I thought it played slightly earlier. Ah, oh, okay. Because I know sometimes there's some confusion about which of the Shrek films it, mm. it, it plays in, and, and it goes like this: <laughs> the fourth, <laughs> the fifth, <laughs> a minor third. <laughs> Yeah, uh, good. Well, Finn didn't see that coming. Yeah. My one joke is a, a not good Shrek joke. Um, I'm of course mainly familiar with the soundtrack to Shrek Two because that has both David Bowie and Nick Cave on it. A, the, the, a good the, combo of men who I wish had been better in their private lives. What's, what's Nick Cave done? He was surely there's some young groupies in his past. And collaborating with Kylie Minogue. That's a joke. Kylie is a uh, is a superstar. If you're listening, Kylie, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Now, Danny, on the other hand. Oh, yeah, if you're listening, Danny Minogue. <laughs> you think you've got two eyes in your name? Well, soon you won't have two eyes on your face. Because yep, I'm going to launch Because you was going to launch crows at you. <laughs> No, he he's been training them for years. He's been showing them pictures of your face <laughs> and putting like little scraps of vol over over the eyes. No, <laughs> I I said I was going to come and enlighten her so her third eye could open. Listeners, this film podcast is such a film podcast that we have just cut Finn getting a phone call to arrange to see another film. <laughs> this film podcast is such a film podcast that two days ago, me and Finn, we watched two films. Today, yep. we're talking about those two films. Tomorrow, we're going to go see two more films. <laughs> this film is incredibly strong to me. I, I was ready for it to be fluff. But it, it, it ends with this moment of incredibly uh, earned but painful catharsis, mm. right? After uh, the, 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 the dad is drowned. Yes. Uh, the niece is burned. Okay, sorry, uh, she runs away and they find someone else, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's even uh, worse, of mm. course. And then what happens? What takes us to the end? Uh, so Hopkins manages to capture both both uh, Marshall and Sarah. Yeah, yeah. And he he takes him to a he takes him to a dungeon in a castle to be tortured. A lot of stabbing. Yes, there's a lot there's a lot of stabbing of Sarah specifically. While Marshall is oh. like chained up to the wall. All this is happening. A couple of uh, Marshall's uh, uh, like uh, soldier buddies are are, are, are are trying to get in. Yeah, who they have a whole kind of. Marshall is the lead and is involved in both plots. And yep. the B plot is this kind of set of scaffold battles uh, 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 within the Civil War that's going on and w- within the town, yep. which are, uh, are fun but uh, uh, and keep the plot going along, but not worth digging into. Yep. You know, it's, it's mainly spectacle and, you know, uh, wires to hang the plot on. During this torture scene, he is able to break free. He kills Stern by like uh, kicking him in the face really hard, or like stomping on him or something. It's dope. 
and then he picks up an axe which is lying on the ground and Vincent Price pulls out a knife and you're like yeah now they're going to have a cool showdown yeah. but no Vincent Price is a massive wimp yeah. and, and Marshall just beats him to death with an axe immediately and and there is just like a very long of him just like just exerting himself just like <gasps> just like just hitting him with the axe over and over and over again and like finally his, his his like soldier buddies break in from above and they like kill a couple of goons in the stairwell i mean they 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 come down and they walk into the room and they see hopkins like like lying on the ground and and marshall still just like beating him with the axe and, and they they shoot hopkins to yeah. put him out of his misery and, and then our lead just kind of flips out because Sarah is there screaming. Marshall starts shouting at Hopkins' body, "You took him from me! You took him from me!" Talking about the the, the priest. Yeah, 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 the priest, and yeah, no, the woman. Uh, yes, yeah, Sarah. Sarah just starts screaming. Yeah. and screaming and, and screaming. And that is the end of the film. Yeah, uh, uh, with this kind of darkness in the heart of man hmm. uh, across time, the only answer is insanity, which I think is a good moral. <laughs> ish oh uh, well I, and what i also think is that i think this is a fucking sound film we yeah. haven't said uh, uh, uh directed by michael reeves who co-wrote it with tom baker not that one also not the father of matt reeves uh uh or vic reeves uh, it, it, it's worth knowing that uh, 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 in the United States, this film was retitled "The Conqueror Worm." Yeah, uh, or so, Matthew Hi- uh, Matthew Hopkins, "The Conqueror Worm," to connect it to the the Corman Price Poe right, adaptations. Yeah. I, I, I'd heard people mention the phrase "The Conqueror Worm" in association with Vincent Price before. But okay, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's this. Uh, and and it, 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 before we get into our final business, it should also mention that. Part of the h- hype, the the aura around this film is that Michael Reeves was 24 when he made this film and nine months after this release died at the age of 25 Shit. due to an overdose, which is, of course, uh, 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 horrifically tragic. Mm. Uh, uh, but... I, I'm just so surprised that this film is legitimately good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's I not mean, even a guilty pleasure. Yeah. It like looks great. It's shot by it's shot by John Kakillian, who shot a lot of Pick and Paw stuff. Shot Straw Dogs, uh, Pat Garrett, Billy the Kid, Cross of Iron, The Osman Weekend. Did like a lot of these English horror films at the time. I think it is sound. Yeah. What I, do I, you think, fan? I would I would agree that it's sound. I'm, I'm a I'm a big Vincent Price fan, and I I always like feel like I should watch more of his stuff because like so much of the stuff that I've seen is just the the kind of like later period like kind of cheap horror movies yeah and there is like so much to explore with, with him and like you know he, he was in a bunch of like great noir films uh, uh, and it's it's all it's always it's always so fun to watch him uh where on your list on your ranked list of all the films we've seen so far have you placed 1967's the witch finder general uh, i have it at uh, number 97, above Pierre Le Fou, and below History's de Cinema. I have it at number 62, which is one above The Spirit of the Beehive and one beneath The Grand Illusion. Uh, Finn. Yes. Are you interested in hearing... Uh, I mean, we've just both given positive reviews. Are you interested in hearing another positive review from social media platform Libertox? Sure, yeah. <clears throat> this is by Tabonix. Ah. Five stars a heart. 
watched 29th of October 2022 CE. It's a good day to watch a movie. (laughs) Tobonics writes, quite possibly the greatest movie about fucking idiots ever made. (laughs) It's a good review. Yeah. It's a shame Michael Reeves died so young. He was a master of escalating tension and paranoia. Price is great in this, playing as completely unlikable and detestable a prick that has ever existed in the movies. The ending, despite its earned catharsis, takes everything home on an incredibly bleak note. Just yes. Yeah. Uh, 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 I agree. Uh, do you want to guess Tobonic's top four? Sure, yeah. Okay, well, let's go with the one where, where which where you know the director, you might not know the title. Uh, this is, uh, it's, a, it's gross, but it's colourful, which means it is directed by... Oh, God. Gross and colourful. Very gross and very colourful. Uh... Uh, Takashi Miike. No, think of almost of Europe's Takashi Miike uh, uh, a decade, two decades earlier in time as well. Fellini. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, this guy also makes films about performers, but it, they're less... Well, the Fellini's bacchanals are sexual. These bacchanals are more like people being bisected by shards of glass and things like that. Uh, Argento. Yeah, it's uh, Tenebra. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, but it's like, I don't... I don't yeah. Anyway, the next one is... Uh, is a John Waters. It's the John Waters you'd pick. Uh, uh, Pink Flamingos. Have, uh, have you actually seen Pink Flamingos? No. Uh, like, you appreciate it, but it is, it, and it is being deliberately unpleasant, but the problem is is that it's act, it's unpleasant. Uh, female Trouble? It's Female Trouble, right. yeah. Uh, Hairspray is also good. Uh, John Waters, I think, is good, uh, uh, dependent on what uh, some of his views. <laughs> Uh, the next is maybe, is it, yeah, the def, uh, uh, it is the defining example, uh, or at least the codifying example of a uh, formerly quite popular and still not impossible subgenre of comedy. It is like there are a lot of comedies done in this style, which is uh, Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to go with this genre is a lie. Uh, uh, yeah, this is Spinal Tap, and the last is. Uh, uh, again, it's colourful, um, but it has a bit of a pall over it. That's all you get. Uh, Paul. No. You're, you're, you're considering the clues in possibly the wrong order, but Paul is one of the clues. Uh, the Batman. What? Paul, it's got Paul Dano. No, I'm being much... Uh, the Paul in this is... Prom- Dune. <laughs> Uh, David Lynch's Dune. Uh, as prominent as the Pauls in both the Batman and all Dunes are, uh, uh, this Paul is behind the scenes. Okay. Is it a, is it a Schrader? I'm not going to tell you until okay. you get the film. Okay, tell, 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 me, tell me the hint again. Uh, it's a colourful film, but it does cast a Paul over everything. Raging Bull? <laughs> blue collar. Yeah, blue okay. collar. Yeah. Finn. Yes. Question time. No, Welcome cool. to the quiz round. Question number one. Where can people find you online? Uh, they can't. Do not seek me out. Yeah. I do not want to be found. Do not put 
Nope. <laughs> if I see K. But you can find the show. <laughs> but you can find the show on Twitter at ShiteSoundPod, or you can email us at ShiteSoundPod at gmail dot com. Why not check out our website? It's at ShiteAndSound If you lock, uh, 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 if you lock with Tom Hardy, what I do, uh, uh, I'm on most social media as Youtha Lives. Uh, put bit.ly before that, and you'll sign up for my newsletter, which is coming back. I promise. Uh, and, and I also have two other podcasts. One is called The Witching Hours, which is an eerie audio anthology. And the other is called uh, The Slow Path, where me and my partner, Briar, watch Doctor Who until we die. Our theme song is The Nux by Kazam Blam. You can check him out on Bandcamp. Yep. If you like the show, and I, I, good one, I think, good episode. Yeah, yeah, uh, 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 tell your friends, we're in acquired taste, but it would be great if more people could acquire it. Great way to do that is uh, why not uh, share this show with this week's hashtag. What's this week's hashtag, Finn? Uh, Witchfinder, I hardly know her. Movies are good. Even bad ones. Go, Go watch them. bits of both of them i remember that woman burning yeah holy shit it was good yeah is it all right to say it was good yeah it was good i like to watch it, it, it's like <laughs> one of the like two good bits of obixes to the heretic where, where that woman catches on fire oh yeah true i i agree finn i can only orgasm when watching women on fire